If you've been following me for a while, you know that I love Bali and have been living there on and off for the last five years, actually. Thanks to Corona, I'm now stuck in Hamburg and I don't know if I can visit Bali next winter, which breaks my heart a little bit. So this episode is extra special for me. I'm talking to Jasmine from Radiantly Alive Yoga in Ubud, Bali. Jasmine is the co-owner of the Radiantly Alive Yoga studio in Ubud, one of my favorite places on this planet. Born and raised in Lima, Peru, she decided to follow her intuition and dropped her structured corporate life to follow her dreams, a woman after my own heart. Bali had a strong calling for her and her husband, and they decided to take the leap and call it their new home. Now she's a passionate yoga teacher, a devoted mom, and the heart and soul behind Radiantly Alive. As you can imagine, probably, having to close the studio due to the pandemic was really tough, and the economic impact is enormous. They have a huge team to support. Jasmine decided very quickly that they had to move online and in our interview she's sharing her story, everything that's been going on behind the scenes, how they moved from Zoom classes to opening a full-blown online yoga studio. It's a truly inspiring story and I can't wait for you to meet her. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. Hi, Susan. So happy to be here with you today. <laughs> Thank you, first of all. <laughs> I'm so excited too. I mean, I interviewed you before, but it was before I had my podcast. So I'm going to link to that blog post in the show notes for people who want to learn more about your um, your whole story. But maybe you can give us a short version about what you do and um, yes, everything. Um, okay. Sounds great. Um, well, I was born and raised in Peru uh, and Now with my husband and my daughter, we've been living in Bali for over four years now. We had the immense pleasure to have Bali call us and we ended up living here and fulfilling our dreams and just living with a yogic lifestyle and ended up buying Radiantly Alive, which is a beautiful yoga studio in Ubud that I cannot explain in words how it is a magical place and a dream come true. Uh, and not only do I dedicate my time to running the studio, but mainly my, my biggest passion is teaching. Uh, so I dedicate my time uh, teaching yoga at the studio and You're always here with us practicing uh, at the studio, so you understand how how fulfilling it is, and um, to just be surrounded by 
the community in Bali and the travelers that we get uh, constantly visiting Radiantly Alive. Um, it's people that are really on, on a journey within and the devotion that I find in the practitioners to the practice, it's just an honor to be holding space for them every day. So that sort of is in a nutshell. And of course, there's been a lot of uh, entrepreneurships along the way <laughs> that we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I can share more about uh, that journey uh, of ours, which basically comes from uh, following our intuition and just going for something, you know. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. And I totally agree that it's a magical place, Radiantly Life. I mean, Bali is a magical island, but you created something really, really special there, for oh, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so I left Bali at the end of February, just uh -huh. at the brink, where we knew there was something coming, right, <laughs> with, um, with the pandemic. And... Um, And yes, and since then, I know that people who are still there, I think most people and tourists obviously left the island. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about your experience since then in the last, how was it like? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it was very, it was funny because we ended up, planning a very short notice trip to Peru. So we actually flew to Peru at, I, in March, like just before everything really exploded. And we got caught in quarantine in Peru Ooh. when everything, when everything in Bali was also, you know, things were getting closed and it was a bit of a hard time for us. Um, in the sense that, you know, the, the, this, is, this is something that is happening worldwide that is completely unknown to everyone. Uh, we were fortunate to be with our family and we spent lockdown with family, but at the same time, like our, our child, the studio, you know, our, our labor of love was on the other side of the world and it was... Um, despite that we have amazing people in, in like in the office, you know, sending us information of what was happening in the Island for sure. Uh, it wasn't easy because I wanted to be there to, to see how we could react in or like to feel what was needed to be done uh, in that moment. So to make it a little short, we, We just ended up flying back from Peru on a humanitarian flight. Uh, but in the meantime, we had to close down the studio. Hmm. Um, when we closed the studio, um, it wasn't uh, a complete uh, obligation from the government. Uh, but they, there were restaurants and, and already, you know, public places that were closing down just to help the island to not spread. Mm, yes. There were a lot of tourists that were going. So we felt like for respect in a way, uh, it was 
being asked of us to better close down because in a yoga space, you know, there, there's so many people around and, and, you know, at that time when we made the decision to close, we had no idea that it, that it was going to be so long. Yes, you know? I remember in March we all thought, okay, we're going to stay home for two weeks or so. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yes, I was very naive actually, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's such a big journey that everyone has gone through and we closed the studio and then uh, it just became longer than we expected, right? And uh, we were super blessed and grateful to be able to fly back to Bali and we flew back to Bali just before the borders closed. That's already a miracle in itself <laughs> that you made it back. In the, because, you know, like, because, I mean, people were stranded all over the world, everywhere. Yeah. I know, I know. It, it, it really was like, look, there's this humanitarian flight that is flying out of Peru to Miami because it needs to bring America, like Peruvians that are stuck in the States back to Peru because the countries were calling back, you know, their residents if they wanted to fly back in because then there wasn't a possibility for anyone to come back. Uh, so it was like there was space in that flight. They put us on the priority list. And it's just like a crazy day in like in one day, so many things happen. Like you wake up in the morning, you don't have a clue what's going to happen. But then you find out there's space on a plane. You pack your whole bags, your life. You pack everything with a two and a half year old. And we ended up, you know, going to a military base to take this humanitarian flight. And then that's when it all began. And uh, yeah, it was back then just flying. Uh, it was it was a little crazy because no one really flew back then. Mm. So it was strange to get on the plane, but I never really felt unsafe. Uh, it was, it was just, it was empty. <laughs> <laughs> it was empty. Um, so when we got back to when we got back to Bali and just really sensed in person what was happening, you no know, and, and felt how the island had already uh, become, uh, you know, empty or had lost a lot of tourists that had already gone back. That's when that's when like me and Raphael like started thinking, well, how can we, how can we continue to share the beauty of Bali and the practice of yoga with all of our community? Like not only the, the ones that are stepping inside the studio that for now that isn't a possibility, but how can we, how can we spread this all over the world? Like, because we had so many of our or of our alumni or just regular students that were asking, eh, are you going to do live classes or are you going to, do you have classes online? Like I really, I really miss Bali and everyone was in lockdown. Mm -hmm. It was during that time that everyone was in lockdown. And um, I personally felt like, wow, we, we need to do this. We need to, we need to create an offering uh, 
that allows people to just come back to themselves during this time that is so chaotic and uncertain. And, you know, for sure, eh, like for us internally, there was also a debate because on one hand, it it's a big it's a big project because then you start brainstorming and there's so many ideas. And, and on the other hand, you see that the world is taking a break, right? Everyone's taking a break. Everyone's slowing down. Everyone's surrendering to, okay, well, this is what it's called for us to do in a way. Should we also take that, uh, take that path? Like, Should we also maybe slow down and not continue to create new offerings, but just also like take a mini vacation? Well, that's interesting that you had that conversation. <laughs> that, for me, yeah. you know, like for me, I was just kind of, I had times where I was a little bit jealous of people who really simply, you know, like who were able just to watch Netflix all day long. And because I was stepping up as well and um, creating new offers about sharing how to teach yoga online. And so um, I wouldn't even, you know, like, I would have thought, of course, you would have to share the practice, continue sharing it. Yeah, it was more, this is more like a, this was more of a dynamic that happened between me and my husband, but he is the one that normally is like, okay, let's create, let's create, let's do more, 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 you know? Yes. And I am normally the one that is like, let's slow down. Like, we don't need to rush that much. Like, let's take it slow. But ironically, in, in this moment in time, it switched, you know, he was the one that wanted to maybe like slow down and take a break and, you know, just, you know. I love it because it's, it's great that you had that conversation because it made you probably much more mindful and, you know, like more aware of what you were focusing on. Totally, totally, totally. And it was necessary because in the end it's options, right? It's, It's the potential of, okay, what do we do next? We could not do anything or we could create an amazing online studio. And, and in the end, it, it was more about, I think it was just like for the first few weeks or two that just the traveling, uh, just the traveling and getting back to Bali, it was a lot that we just needed uh, some time to settle. And then uh, after we both took a while uh, to settle back into Bali, and that's when, that's when the, create, the creative mode started happening. And something that I, that I love, you know, observing uh, in these moments of creation is like, they come in waves, right? It's not like you're constantly 24-7 for an entire year in full creation mode and inspiration mode. Like there are times, or at least it happens to me, there are times that I'm in full creation mode and then I'm super inspired and then I know exactly where I'm going. And, and then there are times that I slow down and then 
you know, the speed is, is a bit slower and then I, I just need my space. Mm-hmm. It, but it was amazing that the both of us were in this creative mode that really inspired us to move forward fast. And of course, move forward fast because there was time. We didn't have the studio open. And for me, mainly because like I really felt like we need to be in service. You know, we need to be in service and we need to just share and and support our community around the world that might be suffering, you know, in in quarantine or just having a yoga class and seeing, you know, a smiling face from the other side of the world might literally brighten your day. Mm. I mean, you also have a big staff, right, Um, that you wanted probably. So you probably also wanted to generate a little bit of income um, to help support them. Yes, that was that was like another. Yeah, that was like another huge conversation. Like we had we had the whole, you know, we had the like the the teachers, the yoga teachers, like we have a big staff of of yoga teachers. And then on the other hand, we have all of the local staff. So we we never actually stopped paying the staff during all the time that we closed. Uh, especially the, the the local staff and for the teachers uh, yeah we we had several questions like even when we were in Peru in one how we were going to continue to support them uh, financially and two uh, what we were going to do to support them mm-hmm. uh, so one of the one of the ideas that came out at first before the online studio was that we went straight into doing lives like live classes yeah that so was that, your first step right just like yeah teaching yeah. on zoom and or what did you use what platform yeah. did you use zoom okay we we used uh, we used zoom and you know this this technical digital venture uh, wasn't easy at all because we didn't really have that many in-house experience or uh, people that knew exactly how this uh, worked. And I think no one really knew like exactly on what platform to use or how to start to really nail it from the beginning. Yes. So we started like investigating and you know how the internet in Bali is, or at least in the studio, like at the start, we started super well with the lives, but uh, on Zoom. uh, And then there was a point where the internet for a few weeks wasn't on our side. And that's the issue with the lives that... Mm. You know, you have all the commitment on the people that are joining the live and you're advertising and, you know, you get the teachers to advertise that they're going to do a live. And then, you know, internet isn't on your side on that day and the class is impossible to to be run, right? 
So due to several of these problems and it actually happened to me a few times and like I felt terrible for the students that were like waiting to have a class and then in the end it couldn't happen that because of this we had already like in our mind you know um, in our mind Rafa and I thinking like someday it would be great to create an online studio because uh, just like pre-corona that was an idea that we had because we have so many tourists that come for a month or that they come for a week or that they come for three months, but then they go back to their homes. And then we always receive messages of like, I would just love to take a piece of Bali back into my living room or into my home. And there's such a deep connection that's created with the studio that um, it was, why not? We want to provide that resource for them to continue their journey with Radiantly Alive from wherever they are in the world. That's you know? what I thought too, that it would make totally sense for a um, studio like yours. Yes, uh-huh. because people definitely build that connection and it's just a, such an amazing way technology allows you now to to, to stay in touch and stay connected. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and and. And like you say, like, especially us, because we're not like your hometown yoga studio, you know, because if it was a hometown yoga studio that only people from their town go to the studio, maybe it might not make sense uh, to make an, an online platform because if there, there will be practicing yoga with you, you know, they mm-hmm. might practice on online if, if they're in quarantine but if they're not in quarantine they'll go back to their home studio you know but in our case it's like in like everyone travels to bali or whoever travels to bali comes to us and then they or continue to travel or they go home but they don't really have like their home studio that they love because they just came back to bali and they just like created this beautiful connection with us. So it really is like radiantly alive, spreading their, our wings (laughs) or our heart to all parts of the world. So when we had all these technical problems with live, we, I really saw it as a sign, you know, and like, we can't quit because we could have said, okay, look, we're done with the digital realms. (laughs) It's not for us, game over. But I saw it as a sign like, look, lives maybe isn't the way to go. Like we need to create a proper online studio with recorded classes when when people can access them anytime. You know, because sometimes the live, we have the community is around in the whole world. So 9 a.m. in Bali, in France, it's like, midnight or in Peru it's like in the middle of the day so yes I wish I I always tried um to look like when is Jasmine teaching it's like it was like 2 a.m in the morning here or something so yeah it's hard it's hard when you have such a diverse community to actually you know offer so many live options that everyone can can sign in so because we knew we had that 
in in you know as a not a disadvantage but like as a fact uh, and the and the internet wasn't rolling with us and we thought okay let's let's just take the deep dive into creating the online studio and also the studio still remained closed and we had all the shala space to literally create a recording studio in house mm, yes so so that's what we did and um, and of course Uh, we wanted to reach more people and share yoga with everyone that was suffering during these times, but also, you know, continue to support our, the teachers, right? Because this was a possibility for the teachers to also, you know, they're not teaching live, they're not teaching in the studio, but... So did most of them stay in Bali? Did most of them stay in Bali or did... Uh, yeah, okay. the the majority. No one left. No one left. Uh, yeah, no one left. What happened was that some got stuck outside of Bali. Okay. Yes. So, in like for example, Carlos and Devon, uh, they were like they were in South Africa. Uh, they were they were there because they were doing a retreat and then I think they were participating in a festival and they 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 got stuck in quarantine in South Africa like they, they have never lived there like they were just there <laughs> and now they couldn't get out uh, and they couldn't come back into Bali and now after I don't know how many months they were able to fly back to the states and they're waiting for for when they can come back to Bali. Yeah, um, I think people uh, think now it's going to be in September, right? So. Yes, uh, yeah, in in September, hopefully. Yes, we don't know yet really what's... <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, everybody's just like, I'm afraid a little bit in Europe that things are going to get worse now again after, yeah. So we have to wait and see. Mm. Um, so what did you do? How did you set up your recording studio? Did you have to buy equipment? Did you get everything in Bali that you needed? So first of all, um, you know, when, when, when thinking about launching a project, you go and see what's out there. You know, what, what are others already doing that I can learn from? You know, because I we don't need to like invent something from scratch if it already exists. So we started doing a lot of research, you know, uh, regarding first what platform we were going to use. And you have, you know, options like not options, but you see things out there like, for example, Alo, you know, that has a beautiful platform with all the possibilities to do whatever you want you know but that was and then you have uh, options that are more simple and we were juggling in a little okay how do we like how do we start 
And then we decided to just go with, with first with a platform that after doing a lot of research online, felt like it was the platform that was going to provide us uh, what we needed. It You're was using Teachable, right? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. using Teachable. So we ended up uh, using Teachable. Yeah, it's what I'm using too. It's what I'm recommending to my students too. Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, the, on, the, on the one hand, it's great. But then on the other hand, now we already see that we don't see ourselves staying in Teachable forever. Mm, okay. But I, but I think that this is like a, I think like every creation or every project, you go in stages, right? So I think that it is, it, it is and it, it's necessary for us to start on Teachable. And what we did graphically with the videos, with the content, with everything, it looks beautiful. I, I can imagine like that it's limiting, especially when you create a lot of new content all the time. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You don't really have a good ways to structure it, right? Yes. So that's yes. limiting, yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. But, you know, in, in that way, we, we always try to just keep it simple because if we are always going to strive for perfection in a way, you could never do anything, you know? If you're always looking to, like, make it perfect or make it extremely nice or no, there was the worst thing you can do as an entrepreneur is trying to make everything perfect because yes, yes. you're never yeah. going to get anything done it's just like a way of procrastinating actually it's like a mindset issue for a lot of people i think exactly. no exactly exactly so <laughs> i think it was it was a really great decision because it really It really allows us to say, okay, this is what we're, this is what we have, and this is what we're going to do now. Let's make the best out of it. And, and well, a, a, the people hearing the podcast, they go and check out a, the website later. But it, it really a, gives you an idea of what you can get out a, only from Teachable. And, and then for us, Our main idea was just to bring Bali back into everyone's home, you know, and, uh, and the magic of Bali. And so first it was, of course, we need to record with the jungle views. So we were, were recording one of the shalas and we closed that shala only for recordings. Okay. And so you didn't set up everything for every class again, but you had like everything in place and then... Yeah, we yeah. we just had all the lights and everything just stay there and that shala is closed. So like the river shala, which is a shala that we that we record in, there's no classes there. It's just basically recording. Okay. And we were, you know, it it was a little hard to to nail the type of light and we looked at cameras, we looked at we didn't know where what device to use to film because we were looking at cameras like canons eh? but the problem with these cameras is that you can only record for i think 30 minutes and then they stop and they don't really tell you that so what um, are you using now 
we just bought like the the best iPhone and we and we are filming with with a phone with like a professional film app filming ah that's amazing yes <laughs> and what so, do you use for sound uh, and we're we're using we're using a road like a <clears throat> uh, the Rode wireless go or yeah yeah, yeah. the okay. the Rode wireless uh, mic mm -hmm. and then Yeah, we we just have the mic that we've been trying with different mics, uh, and then of course, like with with editing, we like take out the background noise and like if if it's necessary, we adjust a little the light. But we have like six lights or more, um, because we wanted the jungle view, and you know that the the river Shala has all windows. Yeah, it's a little. Then it's probably without extra lights, you would be too dark in front of the background, right? We need a lot of light, yeah. but yeah. the light reflects on the mirror, on the on the glass wall. Ah, okay. It's it's literally a juggling act to place the lights in a way that they don't reflect or they hide behind the tree. So nothing it, it's it's taken us like days and days and days of like trying out which is a setting but we actually sort of nailed it so that's wow. why nothing moves after that like <laughs> a, a little but we have six lights and they're hidden behind like the the trees or so you don't see the reflection oh my uh, god i had no idea you know like when i watched the video like your class just like feels like you're in the studio like uh, you're like totally nature setting like you just okay someone's just holding the camera and filming you <laughs> no no Backstage, there's tons of light and it was like a stress to get all the all the lights set up in a way that they don't reflect uh, and You know, it was also it was also great for us. We had a we had a friend that he he films and he was really just like an angel that he was there around the studio and he helped us. He helped us telling us, hey, you should uh, buy these lights and you should just order them online. And because, uh, yeah, there was a point that we felt super lost in the technical world regarding what mic to use and what, you know, what lights to use. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, that we bought that we that we didn't end up using. We actually bought a camera thinking that we were going to record with a camera and then we didn't use it. So it was a lot of trial and error for us. Um, maybe that was a mistake of ours of not having a you know i don't know professional advice on how to set things up but i think you know we were so much in the flow and like okay let's do this and this and this and we were doing it more trial and error um but at the end it worked uh, and it's Like, again, going back to keep it simple. Like, you might, you see the quality of the videos and you wouldn't maybe expect that they're filmed with a phone, but they are, and you wouldn't expect. Uh, and so for us, when, when discussing, should we hire a professional crew to film the videos? 
because that was also something that we were juggling. Okay. Uh, which of course costs a lot of money, you know, a lot of money per class to have some like a professional crew to, to film every class. We went back to just our main, you know, uh, goal or desire with this was like to be able to be of service and share with with our community, our global community, the practice of yoga and a piece of Bali back into their homes. Were they going to, you know, be upset if, you know, the the quality wasn't HD like a movie theater? Would it affect the the yoga experience? And then we decided that it wouldn't. That for now it was it's enough that the the teachers that we have are amazing the jungle view is amazing the radiantly alive vibe and the bali vibe is amazing and that's enough to create an amazing online experience i totally agree with you there and it's also sustainable right i mean you want to be able to add content over time and not having to get a camera crew in again like every three months to film new videos that would be insane and yes. also for online i think you also have to consider that um it's always compressed the video quality for streaming Mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. so uh, even like a super high quality hd video nobody you know, like if it, that would be like um really really take a lot of time to download for people to watch so okay. um i think that's why also um you don't always need necessarily the best camera out there to record yeah and mm -hmm. everybody keeps saying like especially with modern smartphones it's um, amazing the cameras mm -hmm. it's you can't really compare it to yeah, it's just a phone like a few years ago yeah have really great um, video cameras everybody says that mm -hmm. so no i love i, I think the quality is amazing <laughs> so mm -hmm. um in your studio so I, i think you did an amazing job there oh thank you thank you Thank you. Yeah. And we, you know, like you said, the idea is to continue to upload content, to also have the capacity to do it spontaneously, you know, like from one day to the other, a, a teacher has an inspiration to create, you know, this bundle of classes or wants to record a certain class or myself and, And it's just there. It's not like planning in advance in hiring additional staff uh, or a crew to come and film, but it's more uh, accessible to everyone. Uh, yes. So that's it's also great. what differentiates you. I mean, when you look at platforms like Alo Moves, it, I think it can feel intimidating to a lot of yoga teachers and yoga studios because obviously their quality is amazing and very professional, but very slick and polished as well. And um, so you want to find a balance where it maybe feels a little bit more authentic and you really um, are like it's trans it's showing your personality and your style and the character of your studio 
And I think that's so smart that you really um, said, okay, we really want that in in our videos. We want to show that Bali vibe. And it's not only about the teachers. It's like this whole experience that makes it, right? So, um, yes, and people crave this kind of authenticity. Not everybody wants those super sleek, polished, um, HD quality Alomus videos. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. We, we just wanted to keep it real. We just wanted to keep it real and, and just take, take everyone back into the studio and, and as if they were here back in Bali. And you can hear sometimes a motorbike in the background. And of course, <laughs> sometimes the motorbikes are super loud. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's why uh, I really feel like uh, for the people, that have joined us online have really connected because they they can really feel that authentic and just honest way of sharing without um, you know over exaggerating the the yoga experience with too many lights or too many makeup or you know mm. it's just us teaching in the river shala and imagining that you guys are there uh, practicing with us but It's actually us teaching uh, to the screen. So, yeah. So what did you do with Teachable then? Did you do everything yourself, uploading the videos, setting everything up, or did you get um, support for that? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, my husband, <laughs> he just started, like, uh, he just started, uh, watching youtube videos and do-it-yourself videos and things like that and we have we have a like a marketing a team and we have someone that uh, helped us more on the technical side on teachable that he didn't he wasn't an expert on teachable but he he helped us in investigating but it was really like a group effort it was really a group effort of the team Uh, to create the online studio. So it was like the, the, the days before the launch, it was me and Raphael uploading the videos. It was Julia, our marketing manager, like making sure that the photos were amazing and the text was perfect. And Daniela from... Uh, from sales, just making sure that the recordings were all set and that we we hadn't forgot about uploading any video. Like it was really a community uh, effort, you know, uh, because by then, uh, like during this whole experience, the roles of of our staff or of the people in that work with us really just expanded into what was needed in the way in that moment, right? Because when the studio is opened and normally the role does A, B, and C, but then when the studio is closed, A, B, and C doesn't exist. So you just have to adapt to the situation and, and, just find new 
new opportunities to work with, with a team that we have that they're amazing and we're grateful to also have people that are super open-minded and that we're willing to adapt uh, considering the situation. So everyone learned. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found, I heard that from so many people. And I, I find it so inspiring that so many yoga teachers really stepped up. I mean, it was so new for everyone teaching online and embracing Zoom and all that. And I heard it from so many yoga teachers who really stepped up and who figured it out. And, you know, with so much sweat and tears and <laughs> experimenting what's working, what's not working. And I also heard from a lot of yoga teachers who were surprised how much they really enjoy teaching online. They never would have expected it and that, that you still can feel a connection. And yes, I think it's just amazing. I think it's a reason to be grateful that we have those tools today to still stay connected and to still share things and to learn and to help other people through technology. I mean, imagine this pandemic would have happened 20 years ago, right? It would be a totally different situation. And yeah. it's, it's bringing people together. So um, it's just a little bit of a silver lining. I mean, yeah, in a very painful period of time, obviously. Of course, of course. And it's just like, um, you know, in, in these different situations, you have a choice. You have a choice of, of, of one saying, oh, I miss teaching in person. Like I miss that physical contact. I can't teach any other way. Or look, there is an opportunity that I can still share. The opportunity is online. I'm going to make the most out of it. Like I'm going to feel as if these students are practicing with me around the world. And at least for me, I was... Um, I had, I've always enjoyed teaching online and I really always had the sensation as if everyone was there in the room. Of course, when we opened, when we reopened the studio, I was like, oh, wow. And, and this is teaching in person, you know, but every, every type of teaching for me gives me a different experience and it, and it, gives me a different type of satisfaction. Oh, that's it, beautifully said. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. So it doesn't have to replace anything. Of course, you like when you probably now, when you teach again in the studio, you appreciate in a wholly different level again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I feel like for, for us yoga teachers, it's just like you said, just really, create a, a situation for us to step up and really expand our toolbox into different ways of teaching. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go back to the studio. So you recorded it, you set everything up. What did you do to, to market it? Did you create a plan, like a launch plan? How did you uh, communicate that? Uh, so to to launch the online studio yeah now it 
look, it's been two months and now it just, um, it feels like ages ago. We, <laughs> <laughs> we did make a plan. We did make a plan. We have, we send newsletters and we have a, a relatively big a database of all our community. So we, we, we don't like spamming, spamming our, our community of people that we have on the newsletter. But of course, we made a newsletter with an announcement uh, of, the, of the online studio. And we had, we had seven classes for free back then. So we advertised a lot about the seven classes for free. We didn't do any uh, sponsored posts or Instagram. We didn't do any advertisement on okay. Google Ads or no. Uh, we just went straight into sending an email to to all our mailing lists and offering a, a special, like a special one month for free trial to our alumni. Okay. Uh, just basically to get them uh, involved in in the platform and and it was like a community effort to get also teachers to share on their platform about the about the yoga studio about the online studio we did like a short instagram uh, countdown so we said like three more days to launch the online studio and two more days and then it's live. And we were doing like small videos of what was coming up. So like so to get, it. yes, to get people excited. And then we just launched it. Okay. We didn't really, we didn't really, you know, and I don't know if this is uh, like the way to go or not. Uh, but by then, we just really wanted to get it live. We had worked so much and we really just wanted to put everything out there that uh, we didn't want to take more time to create a huge, um, you know, marketing plan. Yeah, no, great. Um, and how was the reception? How did people react? It was good. It was it was good for sure. We had a, everyone loves free classes, <laughs> so we had we had a lot of people uh, signing up for the seven free classes. Like we now we've changed it to fourteen days uh, free trial. Uh, back then it's just seven free classes, but. In, in that version, you don't access inside the platform. So it's, as, uh, so it's as if you just say outside of the platform and you can just play the classes that you're given for free. Mm, yes. And so uh, it was a great idea to give these classes for free because uh, it's a lot of people that maybe hadn't actually practiced with us in Bali or just a lot of the alumni that wanted to, to practice with us. And a lot because of the they don't see everything else that is in the platform, right? Yes. That's the problem. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's the problem, but it, it also just gives them more of a motivation to, um, to sign up. 
because I did one or two classes and then it's like, okay, I want to sign up because I love these free classes and please sign me up. Do you follow up with them? Do you send them an email after a while or? Yeah, we, we have a lot of, we have a lot of uh, uh, email funnels. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of mail funnels. Like for example, the people that signed up for our, for our seven free classes, like after, I don't know, 15 days or something like, something like that, like checking in, like how was the classes? I hope you enjoyed it. Have you practiced this class? Uh, I want to sh- I want to share with you that we have a, a monthly membership. Uh, try it out, um, and uh, and for example, now that we've transitioned to the 14-day free trial, we've also like reconnected with the people that uh, already did like the seven classes uh, to also invite them. In that sense, um, you know, it's a very <sighs> It's a very fine line between, you know, there's a strategy and there's there is for sure a strategy and 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 it is a business. But on the other hand, like it's a yoga studio and uh, and it's a spiritual practice. And you like in my case, it's something that it's a little hard for me uh, because on one hand, I just see it from the part that I just want to be of service and and that truly I want more people to sign up online because I want them to practice but I don't necessarily see it as a number you know I don't see it as a digit as a number of getting income in a way and so it's yeah, I, yeah uh, it's, I know that this is a very very common struggle for a lot of spiritual uh-huh. entrepreneurs uh-huh. but um I think very often that's also a mindset issue mm. and you know like you, you have to find a balance of course you don't mm. want to spam your your followers but I think telling them about a new offer like that, that's not spamming. That's just like promoting it as best mm-hmm. as you can and giving this offer that you created with all your heart um, every opportunity to be successful and um, expecting people to be in the right mindset to sign up when they just get one email or something. Um, that's asking for a lot. Yeah, totally. So, totally. You know, so there are some basic marketing um um, well, not strategies, but it's just like how humans are wired. It's just basic psychology that influences marketing that's been proven to work. And then yeah. you have to find the balance, the way that works for you. And it's a lot of trial and error for a lot of people. Like, you know, like when is it sharing too much, when it's, it's sharing not enough. But very often when we say we don't want to overshare, it's fear stopping us. It's this fear of being successful. It's this fear of being vulnerable and of really stepping up and stepping out there of our, of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. We, like we, this is something that I'm not, directly involved in mm-hmm. uh, and we do have like a, a very big uh, marketing strategy for example for our YTTs uh, that we have so many teacher trainings running you know five or six a year and so 
we have all the know-how and we we just restructured it in a way to make it work for the online studio. So for us, it's finding a balance of nurturing our, you know, nurturing the our database, our community, and at the same time, inviting them to join the online studio. So, for example, I also reached out to influencers and, you know, because right now it, like with online studios and uh, just seeing someone else practice and sharing them on their stories and saying that they practice at Radiantly Alive uh, and just having people try the try the online studio. And it's word of mouth, right? And so that was also uh, something that we started to dip our toes in, uh, having people outside of our community to also share about the platform. Because in the end, like you say, I genuinely, like we genuinely just want this to to spread all over the world because we generally feel like it's an amazing offering for the world. And And like you say, like, why not? Like, why not make a funnel? Why not? send that email and, and share and, uh, and yeah, some yeah, especially people. Especially when you're in the luxury position, I mean, compared to many other yoga teachers or studios that you have a team that can help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. So really lucky there. So what are your plans for the studio? Do you, is it going to, is your plan now that it's going to be like a big part of your business model? Is it like, you know, like, do you want to have, I don't know, like a certain amount of income to come from it? Is it still like a platform to experiment? Um, What's the plan for the rest of this year and, and, and after that? For us, uh, for us, the online studio was more of like a project that will generate bigger income on a medium term, you know, not on a short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want it to be sustainable in like in the long run. So we, we want to make sure that we're taking the right steps to do it correctly and that the teachers get um, the incentives to also feel like the effort that they put into recording uh, is really a financial benefit for them, right? Uh, so our idea is basically to continue, right? We feel that uh, like when when Bali opens up more for tourists and we have all of the huge amount of people coming to the studio, the online platform is, is going to grow even faster because we're going to have everyone that's coming to the studio every day, normally when it's busy Bali and maybe like include like in, 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 in the studio, you can buy online You can buy a monthly pass or you can buy like a monthly pass plus the, I don't know, the monthly online studio. Like when people go home, they already know that they have the month online mm-hmm. included, right? So yes. uh, so we see it like a, like a long-term project where, you know, right now we only have mini series like Our monthly memberships cost $25 uh, a month. Uh, and 
And then we have mini series, which, which is like workshops, you know, it's like a packet of six to eight classes that focus more on a theme, you know, but now we want to also start creating offerings that maybe go a little deeper. So yeah. maybe. Yes, because that's sometimes, you know, um, in a normal yoga class, you can't really go as deep. And then this, I feel sometimes there's not really a lot between normal yoga classes and the yoga teacher training and that there's a, an opportunity to serve that space. Totally, totally. So right now we have the mini series, but we are already also like talking about maybe doing like mini immersions online, you know, or 20 hours or 10 hours or 50 hours online, but also thinking, okay, if we do that 50 hours online, then we would think about, okay, would it be maybe necessary to create, to bring in a professional crew to film, you know? So then it gets a little more complicated that we haven't really decided, but the idea was or what 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 we wanted to work on was like okay phase one let's get the big chunk of of video um, of of uh, yoga classes uploaded like this is the foundation that the that the online studio needed to be launched with so we have right now like 130 classes we couldn't have launched with 10 classes online or 20 or 30. No one was going to actually going to pay $25 a month. Mm. If, we, if we had, you know, 30 classes, we needed to, we needed to record a huge chunk. So we, we dedicated a lot of our time into creating all of this huge library of yoga classes. And we have a lot of the mini series as well. And now moving forward, the speed in which we're going to record yoga classes isn't going to be as fast as before. And now we're going to take more of our time to see, okay, what else? Like, uh, what, do, what are the, our consumers looking for? Should we do like, a, I don't know, like a, a, a breathwork training online, like a short mini breathwork training online? Or do I bring in some healing and do like a, a Reiki online? Or uh, do we do like a Hatha online or something like that? So we're still in the, it's, it really is a creative process that is ongoing. So we don't really have a, an answer uh, right now. Uh, but we were really just looking forward to, for now, expanding the reach that we have. That's uh, great. Yeah, so... I'm sure it's going to grow and grow, and I think it's an amazing offer. Yes, we're we're now it's uh, marketing marketing meetings more often, and just continue to try new things uh, and just continue to do what what we are doing. Mm, uh, yes. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm certain that. Uh, that will continue to, to expand and to continue to reach uh, many, many people around the world. 
Yes, I hope so, definitely. Thanks so much for sharing so much about um, the story, setting everything up. Is there anything that I missed that I should have asked you? Um, well, something that something that's in my mind uh, that is also like my desire for the future is that I have yoga classes in Spanish, uh, but there are just a few. But I I've been feeling like a strong calling to also reach more to the Spanish speaking community. And that's something I, like a wish that I have because I feel like that's an area that hasn't been tapped into that much. So slowly, slowly, um, I also wish to expand the online studio and potentially have um, like a monthly membership for only classes in Spanish. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Don't overdo it. Yeah, take the step by step, right? Um, thank you so much for being here. And where can people go to learn more about your studio and your offerings? Ah, so the the website to the online studio is uh, radiantlyalive.teachable.com. And uh, there you can, you find a little video, an intro video, and you see all the offerings and you can click straight into trying the 14-day free trial. And I fully recommend just diving into the trial because we have classes from, you know, our, our, our signature, Ari Vinyasa to Gentle Flow, but we also have, for example, Breathwork. We have Hatha, we have Embodied Flow, we have Meditations. Um, so there is a huge variety of styles uh, in the studio, in the online studio. That is something that we particularly feel is very unique of Radiantly Alive. And we wanted to transmit that in the online studio. Okay. So I'll add all the links to the show notes. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, so um, have a great day in Bali. Thanks again so much for being here. Thanks so much, Susan. <laughs> Look forward to seeing you eventually here in Ubud. <laughs> oh my God, wasn't that amazing? Talking to Jasmine made me miss Bali so much. And I'm so happy that I get to still practice with her with her online videos. They really make me feel like I'm back in my happy Ubu jungle bubble. Go to the show notes to get access to her free 14-day trial if you'd like to get that Bali yoga feeling too. I'm taking a summer break for the next four to five weeks, so there won't be any new episodes until October. I know it's a belated summer break, but I'm hoping that I can still travel around Europe a little bit in September, which I think normally is the nicest time of the year for traveling. I'll be back here in October with new episodes and exciting guests, and I hope I see you again then. Until then, have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannoreicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th, and I would love to see you there. It's the Make Your First or Next $5,000 online bootcamp, and you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable, and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community. It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.